Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another brand new episode of Beyond the Album Cover, where we take a look at an album and explain its importance within the music industry. This is Jay Mace, and thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll give you the links to where you can hear these podcasts at the end of the show. So the album we're going to take a look at today is by a group of guys out of Boston, Massachusetts, who set the stage for the late 90s, early 2000s boy band revival with acts such as Bashy Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, etc. These guys set it off and they are a direct link to New Edition. I'm talking about New Kids on the Block and their 1988 sophomore album, Hangin' Tough. And when you think of that album, it was quite a departure from their self-titled debut, which came out in 1986. The debut was very bubblegummy, and it really didn't have a clear direction as far as who they were as a group, since Maurice Starr did a lot of the songwriting and the production work on the album. At least with Hangin' Tough, if you take a look at the album, you could tell that they had a little bit more input as far as dress and sound Danny Donnie and Jordan all get associate producers credits on Hang It Tough and the look and feel of the album stated that we are a group that really want to have more say in terms of our image and how we want it to sound so therefore Maurice at the helm again took their ideas and thoughts into consideration and it paid off big. Please Don't Go Girl, Great Ballad. It was a slow burner, but once MTV started to pick up the video and radio stations across the country started to play it, it led to New Kids Mania and then The Right Stuff came out, became a top five pop hit, heavy rotation on MTV, and even got featured on Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel, which were the core channels that suited to the New Kids demographic which was young tween and teen females and Nukes on the Block was created by Maurice Starr as a pop version of his discovery some years prior to that new edition so it was when their debut album didn't fare well he convinced Columbia to give them a shot at making a sophomore album and it seemed like for new kids, they were about to get dropped from Columbia until a radio station out of Florida started playing Please Don't Go Girl. And it led to them being the pop phenomenon that they were from about 89 to 92, 93. Then follow that up with I'll Be Loving You Forever, which was another big pop hit, Cover Girl. And because of the success of Hanging Tough, their 1986 debut album spiked up in sales and they re-released their cover of the Delphonics classic Did Not Blow Your Mind this time in order to capitalize on their newfound success. And it led for them to be able to first open up for Tiffany on her tour. And by the time it was time for them to go on tour again together, they technically became co-headliners due to the fast rise of the new kids in terms of popularity and some of the other tracks on the album besides the lead-off singles to me they sounded very throwaway-ish not something to remember but what that album did for new kids it set the stage for what was to come two years later with their third album step by step 
and to me it served as the blueprint for later acts such as Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees and all those boy groups that came out during the late 90s early 2000s to follow to the T and after the release of their Face the Music album in 94 they took some time off to do individual projects Jordan and Joey put out solo albums in around 99 Donnie followed the footsteps of his brother Mark into acting John real estate and Danny just kept a low profile out of the public eye that was until 2008 when New Kids on the Block decided to get back together they put out the single Summertime released the album The Block and they've been touring putting out EPs and doing a boat cruise yearly ever since and it just goes to show that if it wasn't for hanging tough there would be none of that and speaking of which this year is the 30 year anniversary of hanging tough so around october the 6th i believe they're gonna do a special one night only performance at the world famous apollo theater in harlem new york to commemorate the 30th anniversary of that album and it was the watershed moment that said to the five guys from boston that we can make it because if you can perform at apollo and tear the house down you're gonna be all right so thank you guys for listening to another episode of beyond the album cover so for next week the album that we're going to take a look at is a classic album that really set the stage for female new jazz swing we're talking about t-boss left eye and chili collectively better known as tlc and we're going to debut their 1992 album ooh on the tlc tip so if you got any suggestions for any albums you'd like to see me cover feel free to drop them in the comment on the facebook page facebook.com forward slash beyond the album cover you can listen to this episode along with archival shows on anchor breaker stitcher spotify pocket cast google podcast and radio public and follow me on instagram at instagram.com slash j252 and see until next week, this is Jay Mace, and now I'll see you later. Peace.